As you're listening to the following music selections, adjust the volume, bass, and treble controls to suit your tastes. Today's episode of Android's Dungeon. Christmas time is almost here. Unsure if the show will have a theme around Christmas, but it's the end of the year. Sort of. Joel and I will talk about the year in gaming. Also, the results of Veteran Civ. Maybe other stuff. Stay tuned. Welcome to CFRU 93.3 FM, broadcasting out of the University of Guelph, Guelph, Ontario campus. Uh, you're listening to us either live over the power of FM, which I wish I... What does FM stand for? Do you know? Frequency mode? That doesn't make FM. sense. I'm going to say, mm-hmm. frankly, mondacious. Mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. <laughs> yeah, that's good, too. Uh, or CFRU.ca. Or through your favorite podcasting website, searching Android's Dungeon. It's the best one there. Yep. There, there, may, there are other imitators, but don't pay attention to them because they don't update and they're not good looking. That's for sure. Do you think we're the world's best podcast? <sighs> it's, you know, in a world where Joe Rogan exists, it's tough to say. But I think if I had to make a guess, I would say yes. Yes. That's fair. The best radio Joe show, Rogan, best podcast, um, best at everything, frankly. I can't think of anything. You know, I'm... I'm struggling to find something we're not good at, which is difficult. Speaking of best, right off the gate here. Uh, oh, speaking of gates, Watergate's on this list. Are you looking at the, uh, the drive-through review, man? Top ten games of 2019. D- hold Ready? on, Joel. Hold on. Ready? Hold I'm on. Right in. <laughs> um, I want to start by uh, first sending out big thanks to the person who designed the Hanlon Parkway in Guelph. Uh, I love the fact that uh, it pretends to be a highway. And you put traffic lights on it, and they're not timed at all. And uh, it seems it seems faster, but I'm not sure. <laughs> it certainly <laughs> doesn't feel faster. God, those lights are long. And I also want to send an, an, another thank you to um, the students who, who are not here at the moment. Thank you for not being here. And Ooh. also, thank you for walking through the parking lot uh, when I'm trying to park. Because that's <laughs> the fastest way to not get hit by a car is walking in the dark when it's icy and cutting through parking spots because you're trying to shave 10 seconds, 5 seconds, off of an already short trip. Jack's already off to a bang and start as far as... Uh, I'm cranky today. Relations I am, with the locals. I'm so cranky today. Words cannot express. Just I'm, we got to do some kind of, of exercise. Get, get you through this. Some breathing or something. I don't know. <laughs> Can you help my dog not have diarrhea? <laughs> Shooting <laughs> range. <laughs> That'd be all right. I would love to go to the range. Just blow up what some if we watermelons. Just have pictures of students. <laughs> what? <laughs> Those are the targets. What? No, Joel. That's horrible. I can't uh, admit to something like that <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> on the radio. But seriously, don't walk through park. Like even at, you see this all the time at um, uh, any sort of um, strip mall. People, for some reason, uh, drivers do this all the time, where they'll just cut through the lot 
uh, because it's like, oh, I'm saving myself a couple seconds there, not realizing that lots of people are pulling in and out of these spots, and maybe you can just spend the five extra seconds to proceed around to the actually designated areas to drive to once get to all, your parking once spot. Once the bots are driving all our cars, it'll be breezy. Thank Elon, please. Elon, save, save us. us. <laughs> save us from ourselves. <laughs> a lot of people love to make fun of Elon Musk. He's He is fun to make fun of, and I think he makes fun of himself too, but there's some people who... Um, you hear they hear the words Elon Musk, and they just—it's like you—you've summoned Satan in front of their eyes. They get angry. They just—they become irrationally angry. And I think, I think some of it is just because they're—they don't like the way he looks. I think some of it is they don't like the way he does his business, which is fine. But I think a lot of it is just pure old-fashioned <laughs> envy <laughs> of being a billionaire, be, yeah. uh, borderline Bond villain. Joel, what have you been playing recently? I've been playing uh, Listen to uh, House Debates on Impeachment. <laughs> oh, man. I've listened to about uh, probably, I'd say about 14 hours of it in the last two days. Great. I'm sick of it. <laughs> Everybody just says the same thing anyway. It, how long do you think we're getting? Do you think we're going to hear about this till? Well, the vote's probably, well, the vote was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, last night, and they voted to... Uh, Turn Trump into a twenty-year-long uh, emperor. Yeah, which is nice. So we got that looked forward to. Yeah. And uh, when do, when does the Senate vote on it? Well, uh, the House does the voting, and then the Senate has a a, a, a case, but it's not like a, a regular trial. Mm-hmm. No, but whatever, because the Senate is <clears throat> fully Republican and will easily just. That's that's Stomp the part this. that it's, it kind of reminds me of. We can tie this into our show's theme a little uh, in a couple of ways, but it kind of reminds me of playing out a game you know is over. Except yeah. in this case, it's it's you're playing it out for the entire world, and everyone's breathlessly acting like that you've you've struck some major blow against tyranny uh-huh. in some sense. But it's like it's like playing food chain magnet, and you went like marketer first in the original or something ridiculous, <laughs> and you're just watching saying, "No, you've lost, my friend. There's no coming back from this bizarre decision." It's all about points at this point. It's all about points. We're, yeah, <laughs> going, going for, for like, second, going for third, <laughs> going for second in a two-player game. King making, maybe, <laughs> literally king making the king, King Trump. Who was talking about king making today? What was the? <sighs> Just about every Democrat that had a chance to speak said something about this is not a monarchy. <laughs> Speaking really of monarchy, that home. <laughs> um, I wonder. But it could be. It could be. It, they could have bought that tech. It's yeah. a nice cheap one. It gives you some buying power. <laughs> Plus early. one coinage. Do you think any? Let's. All right, let's move into Civ talk. Yeah. Because we're talking about monarchy and we're talking about this coinage already and stuff. Um, have you guys heard of this game Civilization? I know it's becoming. You mentioned it. What were, What was the show we were talking? Or the game we were talking about? A lot, like, was Gloom, it Scythe Gloomhaven? or Gloomhaven? Where it was just like, oh man, well, we've had our phases. Yeah, yeah, we've had our Scythe. We've had our Gloomhaven. I think before that, it was probably Viticulture. But yeah, it's like a couple of games that just kept showing up over and over. But it's bizarre to think that Civ yeah. <laughs> is being played enough to be talked about uh, to that extent. Yeah, but two games within. Uh... But let's let's jump into it. So you just you played the veterans game of Civ that we had been. Uh, I think we had talked about on the show before. But it, what we're yeah. trying to do is that. We've experienced, I don't want to say negative um, games, but they weren't as smooth as you would have hoped. And we were saying, like, we we all want nine-player games because it flushes out the board. 
and it feels like you're actually getting the interaction you're looking for. But at the same time, when you're playing new people and you're playing with people who are playing a certain way, it just grinds the game to a crawl. But it was the new people thing that was bugging us. So yeah. you went and scheduled a game that was, weren't you sitting at eight for a second there? We were, yeah. And I then, can't say no. Yeah, yeah. And then you dropped down to the actual number that the we all wanted six, was yeah. the desired six. So talk about six. Who, Which uh, sieves were removed, by the way? Uh, it would have been the Carthage, Iberia, and the Celts. <clears throat> so we had uh, sort of a, a south southwest and northwest uh, area that was cut off. Everybody else was there. It's kind of a buffer Egypt in a sense, isn't it? Because if you don't have Carthage coming after you and you just have to worry about someone yeah. up here or... Yeah, maybe it was Egypt. I don't know. Now I'm questioning myself. Mm. Yeah, Egypt was out. That makes more sense because then you can't move yeah. up this way and you can't go over there. Anyway, sorry, please go on. But, uh, Jack, I dropped down to six. That's true. But the wrong people dropped. And I don't want to say anything about the people that were still playing. They were fine because they'd all played. But I was looking for... I was looking for Harry there, you know? wanted Harry to be there to... Uh, to play the way Harry does, which is cutthroat, right? But also really good. And I wanted Roll to be there, and I wanted you to be there. So um, it was fine. It was good. But everybody agrees that, and you saw this, that uh, the the trading was unreasonably <clears throat> good. How many sets, full sets did you say you got? About nine. Abs- absurd. It's too good. Absurd. People just... I don't know. Maybe they they've they've got tunnel vision. They're really trying to get their set, and yeah. they'll trade anything for it. But I had this one trade where it was like everybody drew a nine that round. Everybody was feeling nines. No calamities. Uh, a couple came out. Or oh, one, okay. one came out, I think. But then we we knew that uh, regression was on top. No one ever bought a nine <laughs> ever again, which is another thing we have to address. Yeah, I'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I got. Um, I had three ivory. And I was dying for the th- fourth. And I knew, obviously, it was drawn because we were get- we had gone through the rest of the deck. So I was kind of being casual about it. Found out that Seth had the ivory, but he had also had a gold from a round before. Okay. Now, I drew two gold that round. I had nine cities, and I bought a nine. So I had two gold, three ivory. So I said, all right, this sounds good. I'll give you one of the gold. You give me the ivory. He says, that sounds great. So I'm going to get my full set of ivory. I'm happy. Hold on. You have to set it up a bit more, though. What's the game look like? What round is this? And what what position is Seth in? What position are you in? Uh, it's kind of the middle of the round. It was kind of wide open. There was still probably about five people that were still always moving up on the AST. Yeah. Obviously, I'm at nine cities, so I'm looking pretty good. Uh, Seth was doing decent. Yeah. Uh, as far as techs go, we're fairly balanced. Me and Patrick were ahead. Okay. Um, now that was a fair trade, in my opinion, just, just not considering anything as far as the game state, but then he's like, all right, well, how do we fill it out? I need, I'm looking for wool. And I'm like, oh, I happen to have three wool. And he says, Hey, how about you give me all three of those wool and I'll, I'll give you the gold. You follow me? I'm following you. I get an ivory and a gold for three wool. Yeah. That's... That's one of those trades that how many how much wool does it take to fill up a set? I don't know, probably nine or something. But it's a four, right? It's yeah. a four four for nine for nines, 
And then obviously from then on, it was like, okay, I've already got my set of ivory. I've got three of the golds. Yeah. Just go trade for two more golds. I had like a resin someone wanted and something else. It's like. I guess nines are fairly easy to get if you're, but they, I think they're tricky to, they're usually tossed in at the end of a trade because nines show up as, okay, I'm going to buy one and everyone's got one. Generally speaking, maybe you've got two. And if you've got two, uh, you better hope that you get one more quick because I find is if one other person has two, yeah. th- they just sit there the They're entire game. Nobody yeah. cashes them in. They're virtually worthless. And, and that kind of gets into the other text that we're talking yeah. about down the line. But sorry, please go on. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And you always get to those um, <clears throat> standoffs where yeah. it's like, well, I've got three herbs and you've got three herbs. This is what's happened to us last game. Right? Yeah. It's like, well, it's, one of us has got to give. Yeah. Right. Or we can just both trade in our three herbs and, and take the loss. And I think I think it's worth it to to always give somebody a leg up, just because they're going to remember that and they're going to welcome your trading in the future. I, that was something I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking um, that I think that next level play is deliberately giving somebody who is next to your uh, some next to another your rival of yours who's closer in points or like st- uh, regional rival, uh, helping their enemy or their neighbor get better and possibly just mm. to screw them over. So, like, give them, like, yeah, make, yeah. cut deals or something, or make, the, kind of, like, uh, propping them up as a proxy. Try to get them metalworking. <laughs> give them, get them metalworking and get them, like, or maybe even, like, try to rope in deals where it's like, look, I'm going to give you this, but I need you, and I can help you next round, too, but I need you in between these two rounds to demonstrate that you're willing to do some help me out here, yeah, too. Do okay. something about this yeah. guy. Yeah. Okay, Here, here's a story from All right. the thing up. Stefan was really sore about this. So (laughs) Patrick, uh, they were negotiating a trade and and Patrick had said some things about what he was going to give Stefan. Sure. And then in the final confirmation, Patrick changed what he he was saying. So he said, okay, I'm giving you these three things. Yeah. And the two things that he said were different from what he had suggested he would give him earlier. Yeah. And he was like, that's a legitimate, like, Stefan should have paid attention. But on the other hand, it's like, well, you just kind of snuck that in, right? Yeah, I... What a dirty move, though. I mean, it's, it's, it's just it's things gr- like that that, like, actually get you in trouble yeah. as far as future trades, is what I'm saying. I don't... I I would rule... It, it's, it's a greasy move that's unnecessary. Because to me, that's, like, the equivalent of just using some sort of like a linguistic thing to psych somebody out of something. Everyone agreed what was going on. And the last minute you kind of altered the agreement, Darth Vader style. And it's like, okay, (laughs) I guess. Exactly. I I think just unnecessary. Yeah. That's maybe, yeah, that's (laughs) unnecessary. That's the way I would put it. But overall, uh, how do you feel the six player veteran game went? Uh, The game went well. Like I said, there were a couple of people that were like sort of, being too generous, being malleable, I think we can do it. We can do it better in the future with uh, meaner people, yeah. more aggressive people. I want people that have won before. Um, I want you back, Jack. I missed <laughs> I you. I want to be back. I wouldn't. I've never won those. Wrong person for sure. Yeah. I want rolls, uh, spreadsheets out on the. <laughs> also, we need to point out too. This was your first game of Western Empires after the kerfuffle involving yeah. uh, shipping and. Uh, you finally got your copy, and they also charge duty again, which is absurd. And I went, has has Rule confirmed that they reimbursed him on duty, or yeah, they started? Yeah, he got his money back. Yeah. So. Um, because they they use the exact same label that said there was two boxes worth the of worst stuff luck too. With pre-ordering, don't I? 
I wouldn't say this one was bad luck. This was just like they screwed up. Yeah, it's the Valley of the King stuff. I'd say, even though it was Kickstarter, it, that's just them not being like every, they did everything they said they were going to do, except for um, I guess the whole uh, getting dinged on shipping stuff and like, yeah. oh, I should have gone in with this guy for it because magically it's cheaper. Or they they knew was it cheaper or no shipping? Free? Yeah, no shipping with two games. So. I've never. I, <laughs> something else. <sighs> Anyway, <laughs> what about you? What have you been playing? Um, that's a great question, Joel. I'd love to have said I've been playing. <laughs> it's been it's been laboring and the dog. Um, Your shelves look great. Thank you, Joel. Thank you. <clears throat> the basement is coming along nicely. Uh, there are a couple of things need to be fixed. Uh, Cal and I are both unhappy with the light situation. So I think the without going too far into the interior design plans is that we need some sort of unifying. Uh, column or bar or um, rod to string through the middle and kind of have them draped across that a la, let's say, Royal Electric or something to create a slightly less haphazard-looking octopus strand going about. I think the wires are just killing mm. us, to be honest. So, are you um, to mute the bulbs, too? No, they look fine. It's the, they, the thing is with the pictures, they show up kind of looking odd. It's, it's one of those things that they don't photograph nicely, I'm finding. But... Um, I wanted to last night sit down and play a game, um, but it's so funny that as soon as you get the uh, basement ready to go, uh, you can't leave the dog alone, mm. and the dog is not allowed in the basement right now, so it's one of those things that's like, well, <laughs> Parks and Rec is on. <laughs> so you were playing Pick Up the Poo? Uh, he does have some sort of interior bug, or a bug at the moment that's causing him to be um, not happy when it comes to going outside mm. with... Uh, pooping so that's that's my life right now got some bad poops (laughs) i will we've we've all been there i will follow up though because i if i get an hour or an hour and a half or a little bit of free time and uh it's i have been playing more of the star wars jedi game just because it's the only thing that's remotely interesting right now that's ninja star wars ninja star wars and uh i think i'm souring on it a little bit and I was talking to my friend. I was telling you about mm. uh, Karen. And uh, we were going back and forth because she's playing it as well. And apparently she's playing the PS4 version, or at least her uh, uh, um, her girlfriend is. I'm trying to remember. Or fiancé. I'm not sure. So. Anyway, the the PS4 version apparently crashes, which I think is incredible to see a AAA game doing that sort of stuff, especially on a console like a PS4. like. I don't know, and it, and it's it's not like it's a weird indie port that just somebody dumped out of nowhere, and it's like, yeah, it's buggy as hell. It's yeah. nobody bothered with this, but like an EA game that's yeah, crashing yeah. and doing weird stuff. Anyway, I'm souring a little bit on the game because um, I've noticed that the it's one of these paradoxes that the game, I think, plays best when you're playing at the hardest difficulty because there's actually consequences and you have to be good at the game. And uh, it feels like you're playing as in this world that you're doing. But at the same time, the game isn't balanced around it. And I don't know whether it's the high difficulty thing or not. But when you think of Jedi's, you think you know, everyone knows the lightsabers. And then there's a couple other stuff. But like you can push stuff and grab things. And I guess if you're evil, you can shoot lightning and all this other nonsense. Hmm. Um, so the game gives you the ability to uh, slow down time for some reason, which is just like, whatever, I'll take it. <laughs> and Max Payne. Max Payne style. But you're moving faster. So it's not for targeting. It's more oh, just okay. like, I'm. you're slow now, Joel, so I can run around and beat you up a little bit. Yeah. But it breaks as soon as you hit somebody. Whatever, screw it. Um, but 
these powers are kind of cool and they're neat and you feel like you're actually this supernatural ninja. Uh, but the problem is that they're capped to, you have like basically mana. Then the only way to regenerate it is by attacking and defending. But it generates so slowly. And again, I'm not sure if this is a, a hard difficulty thing or not. But the game gives you these fun toys to use you and then you get, get to it. use it once or twice and then you're sitting there going, oh, all right, I guess I'm going to block and just like mash X. And, and there's even special powerful attacks, which are neat, but they use those uh, your, your resources as well. So you're sitting there going, I would love to use these fun powers that make me feel good and are neat to use. But the problem is the, you hit, use them twice and then you're, for the entire fight, you're just sitting there just going, boy, that was worth it. They don't go up over time. It doesn't. There's no gradual regeneration, which mm. I think is good because otherwise it turns into this sort of thing where it's like, boy, I'm out of power. I'm going to run away and just kind of sit here for a minute and wait, wait for it. So I think it's a poor system that, and this was my solution, was that to make it go faster just with the attacking and blocking as opposed to such a gradual thing where you don't even notice it half the time. Mm. Um, but it's I, I'm more than willing to chop it up to me playing the game wrong if somebody wants to say, oh, Jack, you don't understand what yeah. you're doing. But you're dumb. I'm dumb. But the the other part too is that the the game is your character feels oddly slow at times where that you can jump around and run like a Assassin's Creed guy, but when you're fighting people, your dodge is really lame. It's it's like they should have given you a faster and longer dodge. And whenever you get hit, there's a huge window when you're staggered, uh-huh. and it just feels very clumsy. Where it's like I mean, you're really punishing me for getting smacked or mistiming a parry here. And again, when you're on harder difficulties, it's extra punishing because oftentimes you get whacked twice and then, oh, back to the checkpoint and just back doing this fire. again. Back to the fire, right? So it's still a neat game. How's, and the, how's the theme and the It's great. Story? It's it's the story. Eh, who cares? It's fine. Um, but as far as theme and like a real Star Wars game, I'd say you could do a lot worse than this, um, especially in current year where it's, mm. they seem incapable of putting out. And it's a single-player game. No microtransactions. As far as I can tell, everything's in there. I don't know if there's any DLC. Um, so I think if you... if you and, and you don't have to put on the hardest difficulty. You don't have to be me and doing mm. that sort of thing. You can bump around and just enjoy yourself. But I think you're missing out. And who knows? Maybe your powers regenerate really Maybe. Quick. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. But, uh, it's got me... It's gonna be thinking about the Mandalorian, but first, yeah. Before we mention that, you see the the reviews have come out. Yeah, so we have to we have Star to touch Wars on it for 9. a second here, and uh, the reviews are out, and everyone agrees it's the greatest movie ever made. It's yep. the Citizen Kane of Star Wars, the culmination of all eight Star Wars, now con- concluding in the best Star Wars <laughs> episode nine, Rise of the Skywalker, which is something that just a tease. Um, I think everyone needed to see and everyone needed to to exist is yeah. now out not out necessarily tomorrow i think it's out uh, yeah. or is that like the pre-release wednesday midnight kind of thing wednesday so is tomorrow the official release date probably midnight uh yesterday yeah anyway i'm getting my time mixed up because i'm also trying to play games here but uh, <laughs> uh it's seriously it looks like it's a disaster from everything i've read yeah and i, I really need to see it because it's sounding so screwed fan up fan service well, I want to talk about fan service for two seconds here because it's one of these phrases that I think is being thrown around a lot. And yeah. fan service and nostalgia are getting tossed, mostly because Star Wars is constantly being accused of this. And I think it's important to um, distinguish between fan service and nostalgia and Easter eggs and references because it, what what would you call fan service, Joel? Like if I said define fan service. Okay, let's say there was a character you really liked in yeah. a movie. 
and then <clears throat> you know they parade that person out and say hey you remember this guy yeah so what you're describing is what i'd say but i think the the to define what you're saying is i'd say um plot interrupting um yeah. nods to uh, to throwing out a piece of candy throwing out a piece of candy and it it can fan service can be fine in certain circumstances i think if like if the tone's right or if it kind of fits in seamlessly but at times it's distracting and i think that's something that i would say is that and mm-hmm. i'm not saying all fan service is bad not by a long shot I, in fact i get a kick out of it occasionally but it's all depends on the medium and if you're just dis- if it's distracting you or if you feel like you're trying to enjoy something and it's just like well nobody even asked for this guy like if jar jar Binks showed up you'd be like oh <laughs> man what is going on here but it's it's tough to yeah. make these this it's a sequel to a movie that has <laughs> uh eight other s- <laughs> movies in its uh um i don't know what do you want lineage yeah. series and that, like they're like oh the epic conclusion I'm yeah. like, come on no one's buying that you're making another trilogy in, like, <laughs> in a heartbeat i don't know we'll see what happens with this but it's it's gonna make a billion dollars there's no question yeah but it's more about I think the critical reception has been very muted. And I think what's going to happen is uh, The Mandalorian is getting... Everyone loves it's it. It's funny. At the same time, there's this great show, which yeah. is like... I bet... Now the most viewed show surpassed Stranger Things, the most viewed show, uh, streamed show of all time. All took was a good Star Wars show yeah. to become... <laughs> anyway, the... But I was thinking about it. I want to talk about it. No, no, it's, I was just going to say that yeah. I think what's going to happen, and this, these are the rumors I've heard, is that Favreau and uh, uh, I think the director or the producer, Chow, and uh, there's a third fellow in that mix, um, they are going to be the people that are going to helm this sort of Star Wars franchise from then, from here on. They're taking over, right? And Favreau is fascinating because, like, you go from this um, actor-director, like, when I think of Favreau, I think of Swingers. I, you think what's that Cuban sandwich movie he did? Iron Man Chef. Yeah. What, Iron Man Chef is that what it's called? No, Iron Man. I think of him, Iron Man, but then Chef for sure. Okay, right. And um, and like he wasn't huge, but all of a sudden he's like, <laughs> he's Mr. Disney director man who yeah. like came out of, as far as I'm concerned, came out of nowhere, and now he's just, he did all those live action adaptations and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but what were you gonna say about the Mandalorian? Well, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking my favorite sort of live action sci-fi series probably is firefly okay uh my favorite anime ever is cowboy bebop yeah and i just realized that the reason i'm enjoying the mandalorian so much is it's it's space cowboy it's 100 (laughs) percent just space cowboy and that's what i love about it i think a lot of people do this is the Western genre. When was the last time there was a Western movie? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I might True be, Grit. True Grit, maybe. There's. I, mean, I think there have been a couple. There was, it was a remake, anyway. Which was a remake. But all I'm trying to say is that the, or what I'm going to be getting at is that the the Western genre has, it's morphed. You look at the graphs, it's like. Yeah, yeah. No so when you think of, you think of old movies, and I think we all this is something that I, the, the the psychological side effect of uh, of us growing up was that we were inundated with all these old westerns. You'd always see them on TV. Mm. You'd always see them at the your parents talking about them or at grandpa's uh, VHS collection. Oh, cowboys are boring. This stuff's boring. I hate it. It's so dusty and dry and melodramatic. And and then, but there were really good ones. There are fantastic cowboy flicks out there. Yeah. 
And now we're seeing this thing where where everyone hated them, but then they it's like hiding uh, broccoli <laughs> under gravy or cheese <laughs> yeah. or something. It's, it's like, a western in space. It's a western in space, and it's got Star Wars characters, don't you? And, and the themes are all there, and the the pacing and the 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 style of of uh, f- yeah. film, but it's hidden. It's not just <laughs> yeah, exactly. like somebody has a cowboy hat. No one's throwing it at you. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I was, I've been thinking about every episode because I've seen six now. I've seen I, none. I, I caught up to six <laughs> last <laughs> night. Yeah. So I watched five and six. And the first one, like I'm not going to give any, anything away to yeah. you, but the first one is a true Western. It's yeah. 100% a Western. Uh, and then like recently we've had like a heist, a heist episode. Okay. You know, you've got your bottleneck uh, defend a place episode. All right. They're all fantastic like just so much fun great i need i told joel over the break i'm gonna watch the mandalorian because uh, it's something that i've been wanting to do and i can catch up on it and can talk about it (laughs) but uh um it seems to be the the good star wars even though some people try to say rogue one was a good star wars i'm just like yeah it's fine (laughs) it it was a movie get out of here speaking of fan service (laughs) yeah no kidding uh, all right, let's take a musical break. We'll be back, and uh, we're going to talk about this year in gaming. And uh, it might be kind of an open-ended conversation. We'll see what happens. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to CFRU 93.3 FM. You just heard Your God uh, is Too Small by Deadly Avenger. Uh, the track was Destroy All Humans from Burning Witches Records, one of my favorite independent record labels out of uh, the so, a- England. That's, that's Rob Kent. Zombie, right? Rob Zombie. That's That's got to be it. Burn to the witches. Burn <laughs> to... Yeah! <laughs> Thank you, love. <laughs> That was my Glacio reference. Glacio, where are you? I miss you. Um, fantastic label. And uh, they put out so much good music. The other one that I've been listening to is... Um, and what's cool is that a lot of these guys now, I think it's standard for these labels to release all their stuff on streaming services, which you have to. There's no choice now when everyone has Spotify and Google Music and... Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know anyone who has Tidal except me. <laughs> but uh, You have Tidal? Well, I'm not paying for it. but <laughs> got Daisy... It's knocking down your door. See, they're Norwegians. I don't. Jay Z became the the guy that everyone thinks he owns he's it, but it's just it. like he's yeah. Um, but repeated viewing and Timothy Fife, Timothy Fife, explore paranormal paranormal sounds of the synthesizers. The other album I've been listening to, which is just pure spook, fantastic stuff. But you can tell, just love that '80s synth. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, we were talking about the Mandalorian and Star Wars when we uh, took the break, and now we're back. And now it's getting close to the end of the year. It's uh, how many, what, what is it, the 18th, if you're listening to this right now. And uh, so not even two weeks away from... It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's beautiful, Joel. It's I've the end pr- of the year. I was practicing all week for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's taking voice lessons. So at the end of the year, what we like to do, and I'm pretty sure we've done this maybe once, maybe twice, is um, a, a semi-roundup of games we've played. But uh, this one, I think, because I'm not prepared for about the games I liked this year. But uh, Joel's got a list in front of him. Uh, who is it, Joel? Uh, Paste. Paste top ten. I don't know who Paste is. I have no idea who Keith he is. Keith Law too. wrote it. Thanks, Keith. Um, I would probably say maybe my, I, I sync up with maybe one of these, but <laughs> not to give too much away. Number 10 is Anchor, which is a, it was a space cowboy small box series. The first was a reissue of Jaipur, and then they had some kind of little puzzle game. Never heard of it. They did a space reissue of Jaipur? No, so Space Cowboys is the designer. Speaking of Space Cowboys. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, it was... Jaipur is fantastic. It was Jaipur. <laughs> I love Jaipur. It's such a cute game. Uh, number nine was Tapestry. Okay. Funny that it was, like, okay, it's on the list. It's on the list at nine, so take that as you all. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Res Arcana. Huh. Another game, uh, Tom Lehman, but... Mm, a hit game it's kind of weird don't really know much about it i haven't played it i've heard mixed things about it though so <clears throat> number seven hadara nope never heard of it hint of seven wonders okay <laughs> number six you definitely know this one imhotep the duel ah that's right i wanted to try the duel imhotep is a weird game that um it's very pretty and uh I, I like it. It's fairly abstract, but at the same time, it just didn't work as a two-player experience. So then they distilled it down yeah. into the two-player version, which I think... Which worked great for Seven Wonders. Yeah, these 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 two-player distilled versions of bigger games, I think, are really neat. And it's one of these ideas, I think, that designers... It, it's like putting limits on designers and that 
you have to make this work for two players and you have a mm-hmm. base material. So take what works and kind of turn it into something. And some guys do it almost as like a, a side gig. Like Bruno Cathala seems to be making two-player <laughs> yeah. games constantly and uh, Uwe keeps doing it too. So Well, you don't have to re... <clears throat> you don't have to reinvent the wheel when you've designed a game that's successful in the spiel DR. You're nominated. Yeah, might as well uh, cash in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And hey, if you make a quality game while you're at it, people are gonna love you. Absolutely. Uh, number five, the Taverns of Tiefenthal. It's been like really high on the hotness, but I don't Just know. Shut why. up and sit down. Did a video on it, so yeah. that's why. Ding U S U S D, ruining Cthulhu Wars <laughs> for all of us. Can't even buy a copy. I finally of watched that video, by the way. What do you think of it? It does look quite good. It looked fun, didn't it? it? The prices. The price is absurd. (laughs) Ridiculous. (laughs) Number four, Noctiluca? Never heard of it. It looks like, honestly, the game looks like a lake with a bunch of dice sitting on it. I don't know. I don't know. See, I'm so boring that that sounds (laughs) fascinating to me. It's a dice drafting game. (laughs) Number three, I'm in for this one, Watergate. That was a drive-through review, guys. Uh, top ten, uh, like his tenth best game of the year, or yeah. 2019. Is tying into our impeachment talk. Right? That's it. Yeah, it all loops together. <laughs> so, uh, Watergate Eye is one of the games I own that uh, we've definitely really enjoyed this year. We probably only played about six or seven games. It's pretty but, good. Uh, it's basically very. You think about Twilight Struggle. This is a very very light version uh, where you have separate decks. Number two. Again, like shocking that this number two because I don't know what it is. Silver and gold. Never heard of it. Party game, I think. All right. And number one, can you guess? Mega Civilization or Western Empires. I wish. Uh, well, it was uh, released by the same people that made the number nine game. Uh, to be honest, I've already forgotten. Tapestry. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would be number one then? Wingspan. Wingspan was number one. I forgot. See, and this is something else that the drive-through guy was pointing out was that the the notion of twenty. The problem with board games as opposed to movies or video games is that a lot of these have weird release dates where technically something comes out in twenty nineteen, but nobody will play it till twenty twenty. And just like how Wingspan, I feel like was released in 2018 but nobody got to play until just yeah kind of like or, so unavailable so unavailable actually that brings me to something that uh, before we move on to broader uh games of the oh, Christ, we could do the decade if we wanted to <laughs> but um my uh my coworker, the woman who owns the company or co-owns the company um she had played Wingspan. I was telling you about this with her. Her daughter picked up a copy or had it pre-ordered, which was weird in itself. It's like because it's, I think the theme alone sells a ton of copies, which is cute, and people want like they hear a board game about birds, like oh my gosh, that's so cute. Let's try to give this a shot. And I'm always impressed because I I'm positive if my family had cracked this open, it would have been a disaster. There's no way it would have worked. But they had a good time. They played it twice. Everyone enjoyed it. She was at. Uh, looking for Christmas presents, and she was at Simply Wonderful in Guelph, mm-hmm. uh, kind of by Market Fresh downtown. I used to love that store growing up. It used to be right downtown, and it was just always one of these magical experiences, and they had their blacklight oh, closet that yeah. had all the glow-in-the-dark stuff. And I was like, nice. oh, this is neat. Anyways, she was in Simply Wonderful, and they had they have board games now. It's pretty easy, becoming big, but they had Wingspan there. So she had heard that it was difficult to get, so she picked up a copy of it. I'm scared to say she paid like 70 bucks for it oh. or something, which yeah. is like, yeah... I, I get it. I get it. But 
Um, and I, and I didn't have the heart to tell her, I don't think that it's like widely available now. So it's not yeah. like it's impossible to find anymore, but for a while there, that was, it's like the, the perception of Columbia, right? Columbia is not so bad anymore, but everyone, there's a five Columbia? year, uh, there's a five year lag. On, the country? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> you know, it's people traveling always never go to Columbia, but, uh, is it okay now? Yeah. It's, it. It's been okay for a while, yeah. but it's still got that reputation. Okay. I don't know. It's like, like Wingspan. Wingspan was <laughs> Wingspan is like a Columbia. Unavailable. <laughs> and now it's been available probably since August. <laughs> I know. It was a bit of a stretch. But... <laughs> my, my back hurts from that stretch. So I'm going to limber up. Anyway, it's a good... It was funny, Joel. I'd put Wingspan on my top five for this year. All right. Well, I think... Why don't I let you do it? Do it? Because I think you know more... You've been thinking about this more than I have. Because unfortunately, as, as new games, I can come up with a couple. Um, I'll I'll get the ball rolling. I'll just say, um, um, Pax Premier, I believe, came out this year. Um, the reissue, and for me, that was, um, I think it's an easy choice for top five. Yeah, I would game. say new games you experienced this year. They don't have to have been released this yeah. year. Yeah. So in both cases, I will say Pax Premier Second Edition, Pax yeah. Rug. If you're being funny. Um, it is a game that I every time I play, I have a good time, and I feel like there's one of these things where the strategy just emerges as you're playing. So you don't walk in, and this is what's nice. You never walk into it just knowing exactly what you're going to do because the market's going to be different. When the dominance checks are going to happen, what your opponents buy, what they do, it's always up in the air, and it's not random. It's It just feels like you're watching, uh, and this is going to sound kind of... Uh, overblown but you're watching history unfold before your mm -hmm. eyes with how things That's are coming up cool. and where troops are moving and uh, depending on how people play it wiping the board clean and starting again and going from here and so on yeah. but all, all these bold plays where drop four coins and take yeah. something just to absolutely and it's like oh no no i gotta buy that dominance check it's gonna cost me a fortune just to trigger it <laughs> okay i'm gonna jump on that one i'm gonna say Good. pax Vermeer. uh i'm gonna i'm just gonna I'll make a list as i go yeah pax Vermeer. i'm gonna put in third Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do my top. I'm gonna do my second game, my second best game of the year. Okay, was Dune. Okay, well, good, no good, good. All right, we can and, both talk about this gotta, guy. We, yeah, you go ahead, and then I'll bring up the story from Harry. <laughs> All right, so we had uh, Harry was supposed to be here, but he flaked on us, and now he's enemy of the show. Yep, very quickly. I hope you enjoyed having him on because he's never coming he's on. Never again. coming on. It, it, no, you you'll hear him, but it'll be his screams as he's flayed alive for embarrassing us. Yeah. Um, but we got to play, uh, we, we all did a game of Dune at, uh, my place. We had a friend of the show, David play as well, which was great. And, uh, I had a great time and I can't wait to play it again. That's all I'll say. So Harry's already played again as, as with Tapestry where we all played it and we were like, mm, we're going to, we're going to have a think about this one. <laughs> Big think. Harry like the next day went to J and J's, picked up a copy taught it to his friends, yeah. played probably seven or eight games I and played became seven our resident times as many as I became <laughs> our resident tapestry expert. <laughs> uh and as with tapestry, he immediately well, it wasn't quite immediately this time, but he's picked up a copy of Dune. Oh, he bought one. Yep. And they played a five player game. He was Atreides and Nigel was the Fremen. Uh this is crazy just like what happened in the end. Okay, so Nigel and him were allied. 
So him and the Fremen, the the Atreides and the Fremen, classic alliance. Mm-hmm. They made a big play to win where they took over two sieges and fought the Harkonnens over Carthage. Carthag. <laughs> Carthage. <laughs> <laughs> I my, get my I know. games mixed up. It's pretty close, though. Uh, me and the Harkonnen player stacked troops in Carthag while I also kept a bunch of troops in Arakeen. Then Nigel got to move after us. This is the, the key moment. And he betrayed me oh. by not fighting the guild over Tuxich. <laughs> and here, here's the epic conclusion. Then Nigel, who knew how far the storm was blowing, because he was the Fremen, yeah. played family atomics to wipe out all my troops in Arakeen. So keep in mind, they're, they're playing with the advanced rules that we did not do. So yeah. Broke our alliance and allied with the guild for the win. Oh! <laughs> Love it. Oh, and here, here's another thing is that uh, he he could have come back, but the guild played a Karama card to stop him from shipping. Hilarious. So Harkonnen has zero troops on the board, and he had one troop yep. <laughs> at the end of the game, which, I mean, the Storm will do that. Yeah. You know? What round or what, what round was it, and how long the game go for? Do you know? Uh, no, I don't have that information. Man, if only this guy only was, Harry was here, here to tell us about it. Still, that's the sort of stuff that I'm Clearly really looking it wasn't forward predicted, to. Though. Oh no, they didn't have a Bennett gesture because yeah. it was five player. Yeah. So this is the sort of stuff that you you hear about, and if this intrigues you about Dune, the idea of these these grand betrayals and setting things up, and somebody like you're like, let's go, guys, we can take them, and then turning around, they're not there anymore, <laughs> and you go, oh, where you at? <laughs> yeah. it's, then it's for you. That was not something else Karen and I were emailing about was saying that. <clears throat> she was asking like oh dune sounds great um and i was just saying it is a g- really cool game but you have to keep in mind that you're going to need a strong player count for this so we're talking about five minimum six preferred and anything less don't do it and yeah. you also have to have people that are willing to put in the time because it could be a very long game too and enthusiasm uh, you need enthusiasm don't drag anyone into it as much as you want to do get not drag up, Wait until you have willing. Get those numbers. <laughs> those are rookie numbers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's that's a theme for anything. Don't drag someone in a game. I, I I've learned long, long time ago it is not worth my time. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of games being unavailable, uh, we're, <clears throat> we're talking about Wingspan. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason is is lamenting his inability to get a copy of Pax Premier. He says, uh, "Was looking online to buy it, but it's all gone." I said, "Yeah, there should be another printing soon." And he said, "You think so? I don't need to spend two hundred for the last and final oh, copy my. on eBay." No, <laughs> Lord, no. It's. I think he's going to. He said it's going to be a bit. I think next year they're going to do another print of Paxmere, but I think it is. It was one of those the demand far exceeded what they expected. Yeah, and part of it too was that this was. So Joel and I were kind of talking about Kickstarter a little bit this uh, week. And that was one of the things about Pax Premier, which I thought was interesting, was that they said this is not going to have a standard retail release. So if people are going to get these in stores, either store owners are going to have to buy copies of it themselves for this, or um, you're going to have to figure something out. But copies still ended up in stores, so that wasn't totally true. I think they ended up, demand was huge for it, and Mm -hmm. that they did make extras. But it wasn't, let's say, a robust retail release for the game. So... Paying two hundred for it is absurd. Not, n- wait a year. I think it's gonna. Co- I think they're doing it with the John Company uh, reprint. Oh, so you might be able to do one of these yeah. things. Where it's like get both, or just do one, or whatever. So John Company is gonna be my number one this year. All right, there we go. We've actually had a lot of crossover. We can. <laughs> where w- where would you place your John Company? Um, 
it was so much fun and i i love the concept of retiring and just kind of like increasing your odds yeah and this whole building together to create an engine which you can also derail at any point yeah it was a great game i don't know if i put number one but i thought it was fascinating experience that um like all these coal games we've been we've been playing and talking about really that he it's it makes you think, and it th- it makes you think in a good way, not like one of these, like, did I like this? Was it good? Um, what am I doing? It's because it's f- mechanically very simple, I'd say, um, but there's so many decisions to be made, and you're, you're all working together against each other, but together <laughs> against each other, and yeah. that's what made it so much fun. I love the, com- the, maybe it's not strictly this, but the competitive co-op, I think, is the great, that is the, the true game uh experience i think because it stops yeah semi co-op semi co-op and some games do it better than others and i wish i wish new angeles uh did had a better reputation because that's another thing all i know about is it's long yeah it's way too long and john company wasn't short either but Mm. i think we we had fun the entire time but something that and maybe you can weigh in on this joel if you agree but i feel like this was the year that the uh for me the dry uh, medium weight euro died, yeah, and the yep. um, the game and and more interesting it could be medium weight still, but the game that required me to interact with people f- frequently and actually think about what other people were doing as opposed to keeping my my nose down the entire time and I, like I don't care what yeah. you're doing, I'm just doing my own thing. Yeah, more definitely more social. Uh, sort of like these friendly take that's yeah have that's have that's it's <laughs> <laughs> cute uh, but yeah yeah I agree and also uh, I would say that there wasn't a clear leader this year no right wingspan was maybe the most talked about tapestry was <coughs> anticipated whether it was for good or bad reasons mm-hmm. uh, but we didn't have the root of this year we didn't have the gloom haven of, of yeah there's nothing huge yeah we didn't have like that the game you know which which seems to always come out once a year i think next year is going to be a different story i feel like there there's always new games coming out but i think there's this huge crop of interesting stuff coming out of uh essence uh, essence specifically and then all these kickstarters are going to be start uh showing up that some people have put out like um what was that one you guys got to play uh race to the moon or something oh, like that oh yeah what was it first step first one one big step or something yeah. along those lines or i can't, I can't i'm screwing up the one good. of the most famous lines ever yeah. but i'm just saying more one small step one that's exactly it so the uh I think there's a lot of neat stuff in the pipeline, and video game wise too. I think there's some huge games uh, kind oh, yeah. of coming out as well. As, yeah, Cyberpunk is the the biggest one. I think you're going to see a lot of people mysteriously ill <laughs> when it comes out. <laughs> Ugh, can't can't make it into work today. Um, but in general, it was a good year. It was there was tons of great games, and we got to play tons of Civ. I don't know if we've played more Civ this year than ever before. Probably the most games, yeah. We I think we probably got two games in last year. Yeah, has it been like five this year? Yeah, I think it's we did. No, I'm not gonna listen. We had the January 18 player game. I mean, can't compare to that. Yeah, so that right there, that's right. That was January, wasn't it? (laughs) So right away, we already have some huge games and some neat stuff that we did this year. Yeah. I, I think mention 2019 without without Gen Con. Gen Con, of course. Amazing. First Gen Con. Definitely recommend it to anybody who's thinking about going. There you go. Um, 
I'm trying to think of what else to look forward to for the end of the year. I think it's not going to happen this year, but uh, I, I maintain that I will get uh, an 18XX onto the table. Yeah. And well, 2020, you're going to have a dedicated room. Yeah, hopefully before then, but uh, it will be – it's 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 ready. It's I've already been thinking about having cigars for everyone to smoke yeah. <laughs> while playing. Uh, a celebration. Yeah. So oh, Cigars and train games. That's Well, that's nah, it. Everyone's a baron. So <laughs> we got to get our special hats. <laughs> <laughs> clinking of scotch glasses and, uh, and ice cubes. Throwing your stocks around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poker chips for three. money. Oh, man. So actually, I will say the there's one um, a lot of, a game that's been making to a lot of lists, and I'm disappointed it hasn't shown up yet because it's being held back with another pre-order. But this was maybe the year of um, some big splatter reprints as well. Because Roads yeah. and Boats, I, which I wanted to play last night but didn't happen, um, got 20th anniversary. So uh, the reprint of Bus, which is an old splatter game from like, I think it was like 2004, 2005, mm. something like that. Old it's game. A, might even be 2000. I could be wrong. It got a reprint. Capstone Games, who are on a roll lately. Uh, that's been on... So many people's lists, uh, and it's it's sitting right sitting in Scarborough, waiting for the food chain magnet expansion, uh, the ketchup and other mm-hmm. mechanisms to show up, which I can't wait to get, but hasn't shown up yet. So that's sort of stuff I'm really looking forward to in the new year, and um, I look forward to talking about it. Yeah, 2020. 2020. The year that we bring back food chain. Yeah. <laughs> in a big way, maybe. I, I hope so. It's uh, we might actually get some games of Tapestry in. Yes, some more games of Dune for sure. I just hope we get games in Peerage. Yeah. That's all. All the dude wanted was. I to... got uh, I got something scheduled January eighteenth. What's going on? Next six player save game. You've already re. <laughs> was that what that Facebook message was for? Yep. I, I I thought you had invited me to the old one, so I just ignored it. I was like, <laughs> "What are you rubbing my face?" <laughs> Remember that game you can get to? <laughs> That's what I thought no, you I were only doing. Invited five people. Yeah. You're you're in the exclusive list. Is that a Saturday? Yes. Okay. I, I think I can do. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot of notice. A month from now, I think I can figure it out. <laughs> it's Yeah. It was like 32 days notice. Oh, I forgot to ask. How long did the game go for? Uh, Just about six and a half hours. Okay. So an hour to a person end. approximately. Yeah. Did you take a break? Uh, Little breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Here and there. Um, Yeah. It was pretty breezy. You know, when, when people know what they're doing, things fly. How much combat was there? That was something I also forgot to ask because that's, again, we've talked about how many times does combat just slow things down because everyone's waiting for... Not a ton. So, you know, the trade goods were back where they should be. Yeah. Uh, we did five-minute five, five minute trades. I never have to ramp it up. Five minutes was always fine. Uh, and we didn't always go to it. Um, but... Uh, I think there was sort of some initial combat, you know, as usual, when you're sort of like got a little bit of excess and then the calamity's hit. And from that on, it was just, yeah, poor Chris got basically eliminated from the game with two, oh. two civil wars. He was the oh. only one that got civil war. Oh, man. <laughs> it's that, like, I'll have to expand that survey, but it was hilarious to see just about everybody say civil war is the is the most painful calamity that you can possibly get. Well, because it... There's so many reasons it's bad. Yeah. But I think it's disproportionately bad for what it is. Like what, for being a five. For being a five. I think it should be higher, to be honest, because it, it's just absurdly... It, it is not even kneecapping. It's somebody taking a chainsaw and cutting off your legs, yeah. and then you have, I don't know, a couple turns to try to staple them back on. It's like you're not even a contender anymore. Yeah. Although... 
Who came back? Who got Civil War a bunch in uh, at Gen- or Griffcon? Uh, whoever was playing Carthage, I think. Oh no, he didn't have a good time. No, I was trying to think. I could have swore somebody came back. But why always benefited? Yeah, because he was so low in the. uh, Was it cities or cities? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this will be what is this? This will be the last show for Christmas. So no, no theme. But uh, there should be. I'll do something before um, for next week. Joel will not be here, so I'm out of here. Merry Christmas, Joel. Merry Christmas. And uh, hope everyone has a fun, safe holiday and play lots of games and spend yep. time with your family and uh, don't drag them into a game. I'm going to try and I'm going to regret it, but we'll see what happens. I'll bring some games east. Excellent. Keep listening to CFRU. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>